Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. I'm going to get yelled at no matter what I say right now. And it's because choose your words wisely. I'm going to choose my words wisely, but I'll start by saying this. I've heard from multiple fan bases over the weekend and multiple fan bases have essentially threatened me by saying you better start Monday's podcast by talking about Team X. You better start the podcast talking about what's going on here. And so, listen, I'm going to as as we're going to be doing every Monday morning podcast. I'm going to throw it to the panel. Everyone's going to come to the table with the story that that they would like to discuss from the weekend. But as far as where I start, I mean, th- there we've got options here. And what you look very confused, Dallas. There's plenty of different avenues that we could go in terms. What what's the leading story? I agree with them. I agree with them that there's that there's more than one. Uh, so do I. Okay. So do I. There's a lot. There, I I I am. I, I guess my my look is uh, my 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 look of perplexion is really a combination of perplexion and curiosity. I'm ah. curious as to where the where where the other guys might think there's ways to go because I'm going to tell you right now. I just left a place where. If I hear a fucking door slam at this point, I start to fucking go into shakes and shivers and I start to look around and hit the deck and shit like I like a lot of hard, loud noises in a row could scare me right now. Mm -hmm. So 
I know I like I've got a place that I think we could start, but that might not be the place that I think we could start. There's another place that I think we could start out in the middle. I mean, uh, I'm just saying it's a couple different places. This guy, by the way, Tampa Bay Rays have a 950 OPS as a team to start the year. Very sustainable. Uh, besides the Oakland A's embarrassing themselves at Tropicana Field. It's more about the race. Um, it's, it is more about the race. And, and we will get there. Uh, Jay, hey, is there a story that stands out to you that should be the the story that we lead with on Monday morning? I'm a raise guy. Okay. Okay. I that's really two, am. That's I, what I had. That's two votes for the raise. Um, Joseph, where where do you think where do you think we should start here? What was the story of the weekend? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you might have been more um, focused on a on a different series. Uh, I'm always watching the Braves. I would say the most, the best series to talk. We'd love Rays, Rays, of course, Rays. So you're voting for the Rays to divert from the fact that the San Diego Padres wiped their ass with the Atlanta Braves this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking bum, pummel. Yeah, I mean, it was a good series. Last two games, I mean, could have gone either way. One game was played in fucking 30 <laughs> degree weather in Atlanta. Like, I don't know if that counts. Man up. Dude. We got a lot of injuries. We're still in first mm-hmm. place. So I don't know if that's like the main story, but if you want to talk what about injuries? it, injuries? What injuries? Are you I don't know. With? Travis Darno concussion. Mm-hmm. We want to like. Oh, you got to hate having Sean fucking Murphy back there. Yeah. That's tough. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why you make that's, signings. That's why you're a smart that's, franchise and get good players. That's unfortunate. You got to uh, hate falling back on a fucking all star. So I want to <laughs> show some love to Darno. He's probably has a headache right now. We're just going to yeah. disrespect mm-hmm. him, not bring it up. Michael Harris mm-hmm. is hurt. Tweets mm-hmm. back. Call McHugh, the guy who owned Jared oh big time. Yeah. He's on guy the DL. Sucks. Our, our probably closer, Rossio Glacius, injured. Okay. Yeah. So Max is this Freed, what you do? Are you already Kyle right? Injured. <laughs> Still in first place. Mm-hmm. That's the story. How do they do it? Yeah. How do the Braves do it? How are they the best team ever? And all their players are hurt. Yeah, let's start question. there. Um, Any thoughts? All right, that's a vote for sure. It's a vote for sure. <laughs> Uh, Jake, what do you think the story from this past weekend was? Uh, I feel like it's probably AL MVP front runner Adam Duvall. Um, mm-hmm. unfortunately getting hurt. I yeah. don't know if he's out for the season or if he's going to be in the lineup tonight. So I'm just sitting here waiting. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a hell of a balance there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a chance for both right now because right now we're being told to just sit here and wait. On an update for Adam Duvall, who, by the way, don't laugh. Like Adam Duvall is leading the big leagues in wins above replacement right now. That's a fact. That's a fact. He is the leader in the clubhouse for MVP in both leagues. Adam Duvall. Um, so welcome to the Adam Duvall prayer circle. If we get an update during the recording of this podcast, we'll give it to you. But as of right now, we have no idea if Adam Duvall is going to be out for the season or in the lineup tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays. We just don't know. We just don't know. But I think it's only fair. It's only fair. And I don't even have, you know, that's on me. I'm not prepared today. I should have loaded up the soundboard with the Rays home run horn. Like I should have that. And maybe over the course of this podcast, I'll add it. Maybe I'll do that because they do deserve, they, they deserve a spot on the soundboard. Um, Dallas, you look perplexed. Why? Well, I don't, I don't know why. What? I mean, 
why the soundboard needs to be brought into this. Like why I thought we were just going through a simple vote here on, on no, conversations. No, I, I think I think if you are if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan, which there again, there are plenty of them. And I, I, I know that people might roll their eyes at that sentiment that the Tampa Bay Rays don't have fans. They do. And I don't, I, some of them probably listen to this podcast. They have fans. They do have fans. Did you notice that down there at all, Dallas, when you, you were getting well, your fucking yeah, I mean, lunch handed to you? There, there's people. There's people. No, uh, I actually had my lunch taken from from mm. me. That's what that felt like. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's 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 people absolutely at the ball games. People excited about what the Rays are doing uh, in this you know in this early go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there there there's fans for they're sure. There. There's fans. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm just I'm glad I'm glad that uh that you can recognize that. Yeah, I mean, look. <clears throat> As part owner of the organization, I can absolutely attest to there being fans. Mm-hmm. There are fans here. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, there are, Dallas. Yes, there are. The 9-0 Tampa Bay Rays, baby. They're fucking undefeated. Number one OPS in Major League Baseball. After smoking, smoking the Oakland A's all weekend long, they've yet to lose a fucking baseball game. The first place world beaten Tampa Bay Rays. <clears throat> yeah, they're 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 a decent ball team right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta tell you. The last thing you want to see, or or like just if you were to, <laughs> it was like I got up in the middle of the night <clears throat> after having just pissed myself a little <laughs> and trying to get to the bathroom. I've stubbed my toe on the corner of my bed. I've fallen, hit my forehead on the corner of the fucking counter on the way down. Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way, I'm wearing a zipper, and I and now I've got myself caught in my zipper trying to piss at like three in the morning. That's what it was like watching what unfolded early, and then seeing Tyler Glasnow playing catch. Yeah, out out on the baseball field. It's like okay. Which, by the way, like you tweeted out a video of Tyler Glasnow throwing in the outfield, mm-hmm. and. You you tag me in a picture of chicken fingers, but your caption for the Tyler Glasnow throwing in the outfield video is like, hey, race fans, you like what you see? <laughs> me. <laughs> me. I like what I see. Jared, hello, you see? do a show with me. I'm the Tyler Glasnow guy. It worked. No, it, it worked, didn't. Jared. No, it didn't. No, no, it, no, it, it didn't. absolutely did. Look, you're talking about it. Product placement. That you're was a beautiful genius move. Yeah, that I'm was talking a about how you... Move. Botch that fucking tweet. No, you no. I I just didn't draw your attention to mm-hmm. it because I didn't want to have you chirping anymore mm-hmm. about what was already transpiring I, listen, at the baseball field that I was currently at. I didn't. If if there's anyone who did not kick the Oakland A's while they were down this past weekend, it was me. 
I didn't well, say I just shit. wasn't going to I wasn't going to bring it to you. Hey, Jared, not sure if you're busy. Check this out. I just wasn't yeah. going to do that. I think you can understand my angle there. No. So fuck off. I can't understand it. Like, I really can't. Like, I'm trying to think like, like, who's who's your guy? Like, obviously, like you're a Shohei Otani guy, but everyone's a Shohei Otani guy at this point. Uh, like, who would be the player that like is the equivalent for you? Oh, I mean, I I don't know that there, I don't know that there is one. I mean, I'm I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to a lot of different guys' game and uh, guys on the mound. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's anybody that I I am just like you know like oh my god like ah, uh, I don't know, I don't know. N- nobody comes to mind off right off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe like a guy like uh, like Chris Bassett, maybe. What? Come on. I love Chris Bassett, but like no one's tweeting out Chris Bassett highlights and drooling. No, no. I'm saying like how you feel about Tyler glass now, like how I feel about a guy. That's why I said there's not a, Mm. there's not a comp per se outside of, you know, that was a horrible, horrible comp. That's why I took a long time to think about it. And I said, maybe a guy like, Bassett. yeah, I would just, you should have kept that one in the holster. Like if he, like if he got, well, like when he was, when he got smoked in the grill, uh-huh. Like I was like, man, like you know, like I'm boys with him. I want to make sure, like, is he okay? Is he good? Like, fuck, like I, I care, I care. So you if care. he were hurt again and coming back, you know, like I, I'm pulling for the guy. Like I'm excited yeah. to hear that he would be on the mend. Yeah, I'm pulling for but you I'm to not, hit your bets this week, Dallas. You should be. Yeah, because the baseball season's in full swing. Whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered for all this season's action. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can hit one out of the park with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your winnings with each leg. You add up to 100%. If you put your money on the Rays this past weekend against the Oakland A's, you're very fortunate. Because they did not lose a game against that team. Join the big league action right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Sign up with the promo code Carabis. C-A-R-R-A-B-I-S. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Carabas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Um, the one thing that I was saying over the weekend about the Tampa Bay Rays is yes, they've played dog shit teams, but how often do we see a very good baseball team lose to a very bad baseball team and how common that is in the sport? So even though they haven't really played a team that's going to come anywhere close to postseason contention this year, going nine and oh is still very impressive. Like that is. And not just and not just that they're nine and zero, oh, they are fucking the fashion. murdering these teams. The they fashion, <clears throat> as of right now, entering play on Monday, the Rays have hit more home runs 
than they've allowed runs. Yeah, that that is we talked about this on the broadcast. That is a crazy stat to drop, even if you're three games into the season. Like that's still like a wow, really? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. We're nine games into this season. Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. They've beaten everybody by four or more runs. And they're getting production from everywhere. Everybody. From everywhere. Mm. It's incredible to to watch. What stood out to you most about the Rays having sat there and and watched that bludgeoning all weekend? The, The depth of their lineup. And and this is like uh, again to be critical of the A's, um, they don't have a ton of veteran presence in the rotation or in high leverage spots in the bullpen. There's a it's a young group in the bullpen, full of guys who I think can one day absolutely be guys who get outs in the eighth and ninth inning. Right now, there's just jockeying for that position. So when I say depth of what the what the Rays we're doing it is quite literally from every single player in the lineup on the bench down there in the bullpen i mean the starting staff as of right now i goes without saying there's nobody better but we watched zach heffler i watched zach heflin jeffrey springs and drew rasmussen have elite performances elite command performances and then you hand it over to a bullpen who it feels like they were just sort of picking and choosing who they wanted to go out and dominate. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's just the vibe you get. But I mean, Christian Bethencourt is hitting homers. That's the guy we let go. The A's, right? Um, fucking Harold Ramirez. Mm-hmm. The guy, like, he had an inning yesterday where he beat out an infield hit and then beat out a run or beat out the would be force out at second base. And then another, and then a fucking Homer gets hit. a three run Homer gets hit. So like Harold Ramirez himself had impacted the series, not only with his power, but with his speed and base running. And that's just not a guy that you're circling to say, we can't let Harold Ramirez beat us. Like that's, that's not how you're going into the series against the race. But they've got guys like Randy. Hey, don't want to let Randy beat us. Well, what about the guy behind him? Who fucking Wander Boy? Don't want to let him beat us. I mean, they, they they just the depth and the the power that can pop up at any point in time in this line. I mean, fucking Isaac Isaac Paredes is going. To, like, it just it just didn't stop. The it Rays didn't stop is what it felt like. The Rays have hit twenty four home runs this year. No other team has hit more than eighteen. <laughs> Like it, 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 the the Red Sox have hit 15 home runs. They have the fifth most home runs in the big leagues. The Red Sox and the Yankees have 16 and the Rays have almost doubled them up. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's alarming. <laughs> it's insane to watch this. Like it was just, it was, it was, it was really remarkable to watch everybody one through nine. And like, again, like sort of the cold sweat nightmarish feel is like I'm watching Yandy Diaz lead this thing off, who was the fucking guy who I, I couldn't even sit Wild down in game. my seat yeah. in 18 
and he's fucking knocking balls out of the ballpark. That was 19, I think. <clears throat> or 19. Yeah. <laughs> so many wild card losses. <laughs> Sorry to keep Fuck track of them all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, that's how this series went. That's what I saw from the Rays uh, there. And, and the one thing that really stood out, the team speed and how it can affect a ball game. Yeah. Not only on defense, but on the base path. Hmm. I mean, I, I want to ask this question seriously, but I feel like it's going to come off as a mean question. No question is a mean question unless you ask it that way. How much can you even take out of this past weekend evaluation-wise when they're playing a team like the Oakland A's? <clears throat> I think it's I think it's I think it's both. No, I think it's, it's a it's, it's a mean question, but it's a fair question at the same time. Like the Oakland A's are not a real major league baseball team. Well, they are absolutely a real major league baseball team. <clears throat> they're on the they website. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I'm, t- I'm talking like from a talent perspective, they're not a major league baseball team. They are a team that has <laughs> veteran guys that are this trying to right figure there. things out. They're a team. And, they're, that's a fact. They, they are a team. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a team, as everybody knows, <laughs> By that has a lot of young guys trying to figure things out at the big league level. Mm-hmm. And for the Rays, if you look at their schedule, I think there's some folks who would say hmm, they've gotten off to what seems like a, a turbulence-less start, a turbulent-less start. There, there's, there's not going to be much... Business pushback but you have to win these baseball games yeah you have to win your baseball to to i i don't know i think it was you who said it earlier you're gonna play bad baseball teams and those bad baseball teams are going to play good baseball in one two of those games throughout the series it's gonna happen because this is the big leagues and so for them to get off to the start that they that they're off to I, i i don't care what league you're playing in or what teams within your league you're playing in to be undefeated and perform the way that they have performed that is the story again this is where this is where context is important there's not a single one nothing ball game here there's not a, a, a fucking four to two ball game here the run that's not how any what, of these like games 33 just in the fucking series alone or whatever it was yeah the, the, their run differential is stupid the next closest in run differential, I think is the Dodgers at like plus twenty something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you take what two or three from the, they're, they're from the Tigers plus fifty seven. Yeah, it's it's you can't. Oh, <laughs> uh, you need the fucking TI eighty five to to fucking calculate the shit right now. Yeah, so, the Dodgers, uh, the the Brewers are at plus twenty five. That's the next best in the big leagues. And then the Rays are at plus 57. So I'll ask you guys. It's nine games. We've already made our predictions. I'm giving you guys the opportunity. I'm giving you a chance. To change your pick in the American American League East to the Tampa Bay Rays. Are you taking that opportunity? Is anyone taking the Tampa Bay Rays to win the division in 2023 after what they've seen? In nine games, I'm taking it. I'm taking it, Joe. Easily, if you're giving me a fucking ten game head start right (laughs) now in the division, a ten game head start. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm I'm also jumping off if given the opportunity. 
Yeah, you're, you're more than welcome. <laughs> okay, I'm, they, I'm they, off. But it, you're, you're on the Tampa Bay Rays now. Yep. Okay. Blue Jays suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they got no chance. I mean, Matt Chapman is fucking is, raking is. right now. The Grand Slam yesterday. Oh, a lot of people on that team are raking. Yeah. What's that? Mm-hmm. Hit a Grand Slam yesterday. You did? You did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, I mean, fuck. Dallas, you taking it? <sighs> See, like, I feel like I'm in a really unfair spot here because <laughs> Why? of. Why? Because because there's recency but like i could because that's jared, why it's tempting that's why it's tempting because the blood is still on the blade jared that's <laughs> yeah. why for fuck's sake mm-hmm. um uh yeah dude yeah yes I'm not even going to ask Jake because I know that he's a man of integrity and uh, he's going to stick with his pick. And he also knows that by the end of the week, the Rays are going to be on a four game losing streak. No, no. Well, see, that's what I was. I also wanted to point out that as well as things have gone for the Rays, it doesn't look like they're going to hit any sort of real (laughs) test until those Toronto Blue Jays. No, I mean, again, which is the depends. series after the four game series are about? De- is Adam Duvall in the lineup tonight, or is he off the team? Uh, I don't know. Don't care. Don't that's care. a that's a major factor. <laughs> He's a big part of what we got going on over here. Well, Adam Duvall could be starting and hitting third, or he could be an amputee. Correct. Can I say one thing about the Rays? About about to kind of justify <laughs> my choice to follow Joey and hop off. Um, yeah, it is part of, partly about the nine and zero start and the three and a half game lead on the Blue Jays and how that has you know swung the numbers a little bit significantly in favor of the Rays. But to me, it's just as much, if not more so, about like how they have been winning and what that says about individual players on their team relative to the expectations that we had for those players entering the season. Like. We sort of touched on the pitching, but Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen, like we know McClanahan's awesome, right? And if Glass now ever pitches, we'll know we know he is also awesome. But I know I know there were some breakout lists that had Springs and Rasmussen, and like you look at what Rasmussen did after he came over from the trade, but like they've combined for twenty six innings and zero runs allowed, uh, and thirty four strikeouts and six hits. So I think while yeah, while they're not going it's to continue good. at that pace, I think we can safely sort of reevaluate maybe what level we had Springs and Rasmussen at with, uh, in the context of American League pitchers. I know I've already reevaluated that, uh, how I'm viewing them. And more importantly, I, I think this we might be witnessing the Wander Franco kind of full on breakout coming out right. party. And I don't want to draw too heavy of conclusions after nine or 10 games, but this was the number one prospect in baseball while his start had been somewhat un- underwhelming relative to that status. Like he's actually been a really, really productive baseball player when he's been on the field through parts of two seasons. Uh, and the underlying batted ball data, at least so far suggests that like he, he is hitting the shit out of the baseball. Like he ranks seventh in barrels, like all of his expected stats are hit. Yeah, the I mean, he, he looks every bit the part, and maybe last year was just kind of a an unhealthy step back. 
um, kind of marred all season. But to me, and Luke Rayleigh's hitting the shit out of the ball. I didn't have any expectations for Luke Rayleigh entering the season. Uh, I mean, if he's actually one of these guys that just kind of pops onto the scene and uh, is super effective for the Rays, then I think that that again changes the outlook here. So that's part of why I'm hopping off. I think they're maybe an even better team than we thought they were. And we already acknowledged that we thought the race was going to be close to start the season. Yeah. And you have like a guy like Jeffrey Springs coming out of fucking nowhere. Like this dude was absolute cheeks in 2020. And Tampa was like, you know, we'll take him on. We'll have him just, we'll just try it out. We'll just, we'll have him throw a change up. We'll just see if he likes to change up or not. He's got a there 47% a very, whiff rate with the changeup, and hitters are one for eighteen against. Them. You can you can you can track if you if you know what you're looking for with the Rays, you can track the adjustments that they make with guys. You can you you can I can almost hear the conversation in the room with these players when they bring them over. If you know what you're looking for, you can you can see the adjustments. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's great. what uh, we talk about. That's that's what's not. It's what's scary. Like when the Rays come calling, and they identify somebody, it's almost like what you need to do now is get everybody that you trust together in a room, and figure out why the fuck they are calling about this guy. Jeffrey, that's Springs, what you're better off doing. Jeffrey Springs has allowed more walks than hits so far. Yeah, and you just again, you you go. Um, uh, how, how would I put this? Uh, it, it'd be like happening upon a cache of weapons, and knowing that they all work, but knowing that one guy knows how to use them a certain way, and if you let him use these other weapons, well, he might not be as useful. But if you show him how to use these weapons. Like this guy could become infinitely more valuable to you. And that's kind of what happens is the Rays say, Hey, check this out. I want to show you how to use this. And this is how I want you to use it. And this is when, and here's why we think it's going to work for you based on what we see. Are you ready to buy in? Are you willing to buy in? Cause I, I think we're going to find a, a, a beautiful, beautiful landing spot if if you trust us and if you can put the work in, I feel like we're going to find something here. Yeah. Largest increase in playoff odds since uh, over the weeks since before we recorded the last pod to now, uh, last Monday pod to now. They jumped 21.9%. Hmm. Damn. A week and a half. A week and a half's worth of victories. Well, fuck, you start out undefeated. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. change some things. (laughs) You know? Yeah, but the one thing that I do, like, Jay made the point, remember, this isn't happening. They're not squeaking some of these games out. They have been decisive, decisive victories. They're a good team. (laughs) Can't believe you guys just gave up on the Blue Jays and the Yankees and the Red Sox that, that quick. Well, I, I, I said that uh, I've got recency bias. That is clouding my judgment here. Mm-hmm. So I've been very open about that. But you're locked into the Rays now. I mean, there's, you know, that decision is dripping with PTSD from what yeah. just happened. That's the ultimate cuck situation. They just went in 
absolutely demolished the Oakland A's to the point where Dallas changed his prediction for who's going to win the division. He's like, I've yeah, seen I, I, have, I have no problem admitting that. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um, I mentioned that there were two stories that we could start with. Obviously, the Rays being one of them. We mentioned the Braves Padres uh, series. But I think that there is a third story that should become that should come before Braves Padres, and that would be uh, the horrible news: Dallas's Buckos, O'Neill Cruz ankle fracture, and that debacle that happened yesterday between the Pirates and the White Sox, where you can say it was a bad slide. I don't even think you can call it a bad slide. It wasn't even a slide. He just fucking. He just kept running and then just kind of like fell into home plate. Like there were, it didn't look like a slide to me. Uh, like the throw from Moncada was high. Catcher's got to go up and then he's got to come back down. O'Neill Cruz doesn't really slide at all, takes out the catcher's legs. And because this happened a few times in the series against Boston, there were some people being like, well, you know, he's kind of a drama queen. Like he, he like quote unquote got hurt five times in that series, so he he'll be fine. Not fine, not fine. No. Fractured ankle, not good. Yeah, this is this is brutal. Not only because of what he means to the team, what he means to the lineup, the the start that the team has gotten off to. Is that important? Just su- it just sucks. That's important. It just yeah yeah. What are you what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And poor taste. It is very poor taste. <laughs> I agree. Very poor taste. Um, yeah, the 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 play itself. This is something that I, I I don't see him going into a slide at any point in time. I believe he wasn't even anticipating a play to be made on him at home plate. I think he was shocked <laughs> to see the catcher even react and go to make a play on the ball. And as far as the catcher is concerned. He initially gave him the lane, or there was a lane available to him. And so then Zavala goes up, <clears throat> makes a play, catches the ball, comes down, and his left foot is like right on the line, like where the baseline would be, which still is giving Cruz a lane to the outside to be able to tag home plate. Should he go into a slide? Should he use his hand to hit home plate? Or should he have been thinking about going into a slide foot first? We don't we don't have this. This doesn't happen. If he goes into it, it just simply doesn't happen. Because if you watch the play and you watch him coming home, there's almost a moment where you see his hands go up. And his hands go up, in my opinion, because he sees Zavala elevate and he's now like, uh-oh, I gotta like, I'm gonna brace for impact here. And why is he bracing for impact? Because he never planned on sliding. That's why. That's why. And that's what happened. Where I think things got a little crazy is Zavala Wait, at right after the... What's that? Look at this. He's, he's like almost still fully erect in the batter's box. Oh, yeah, for sure. For there, sure. There was not a decision made to slide until no, he, he was almost on home plate. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there was never a thought to slide. What he's doing is reacting to Zavala 
jumping up and then coming down closer to the line than he was when he jumped to get the ball. So now O'Neal knows, fuck, I'm not sliding, but this dude's now like in my way. I got to try to like hit the brakes and like brace for impact. And that's exactly what happened. And Zavala came down on his leg and his ankle snapped. And then after it, like if you watch Zavala, the way he sort of like throws his mask or like spins his mask down, sort of like emphasizing the fact that, you know, Cruz is out and almost like in that body language, it's sort of like you could hear Zavala go like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why don't you fucking slide? This kind of what I see and what I feel from Zavala when he does that, which I can understand him. I can understand him thinking that. But the reaction, I think, is what started the started the fire. If he doesn't spin his mask like that, then maybe somebody doesn't take exception to it. And I'm not telling you that he shouldn't have spun his mask. And I'm not telling you that the guy is okay taking exception to it. Who was it? Santana? Taking exception Santana, to yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, also not, he's Santana's a former catcher too. So I mean, he's he can probably he relate it. to a situation where you you know you get a guy having a fucking. It could be it could have been perceived as. I know it wasn't, but in a bang bang scenario, it could have been perceived as a slide where you're trying to take out the catcher's legs. Yeah, I just I like for me, I, I don't think you need any more than two looks at it to realize. Yeah, like it, after the fact, but when you're when you've only got one look at it, I, a, a late slide could look like you're trying to take out the catcher's legs, and then Zavala ends up like it almost looked like Buster Posey situation where his mm-hmm. fucking you know the 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 bottom of his shoe was up by his ear. Like <laughs> that's not a good spot to be in as a human being, and that that's how you tear an ACL or something like that. I just like as like for me, look like as a as a ball player. I watched that, and at no point did I think that's a bad slide. I, from the very first thought, was like, he had no intention of sliding. Mm. That's him basically falling and stumbling because he never had the intent to slide. That's not a bad slide. He never even thought about sliding. And I'm not telling you that he knows how to slide. That's a problem in today's game. Base running is a major, major issue. In today's game, guys don't know how to cut the corner. Guys don't know how to go first or third. They don't know how to go halfway and get a read. They don't know how to end up on their front foot down the third baseline. They don't know how to do a lot of these things. And we watch it unfold. But to me, this wasn't a poor slide. This was never intending to slide. And what you do physically after the fact, someone ends up in your space. That's what happened. Joseph, what do you got on the slide? Mm, I think Dallas is hit it right in the head. I think it's tough, too, because we are just everyone. I saw the tweets, everyone. I saw Jared, you tweeting it out like, ooh, this Pirates team, they're looking like this could be the Orioles from last year. You know, mm-hmm. this is a team no one thought could be good. We saw the freaking McCutcheons round of applause. McCutcheons back in town. Oh. The hype, the, the freaking we were going to raise it up to the roof. And then this happens and <laughs> it's just a shit show. It's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, the guy is seven feet tall that might have something to do with it i mean can you blame him for not wanting to slide i mean i can i can blame i can't blame moncada for the throw being high because you're you've got to throw it over a fucking guy that is six seven yeah but that's tough blow for dallas's buckos um and then zavala was talking shit that's what started it 
He was talking shit to Cruz on the yeah. ground who was watch, clearly injured. Really? Watch the play. Like, seriously, Jared, you, you had it up on your phone. Yeah. Go back and, and watch what I was talking about. Watch at the ve- like right at the very end. He gets up and when he spin like how he spins his helmet, like he doesn't just set the helmet down. He like sort of like like abruptly, like with a little, you know, a little flare to it, a little fuck you to it. Like, yeah, like you're out. Like, what the fuck you think? You're not sliding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So that right there is what I said probably triggered this because people are looking at it like, oh, like you see him writhing in agony and your reaction is to basically Talk tell him shit. to fuck off. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. And and that's where that's where things escalate. That's where things escalate. Because I'd like to believe that Zavala, given the chance to go back and look at that, he would see right away like, oh, okay. This is what happened. Like, yeah, he he wasn't planning on sliding, and we ended up bang bang. Um, and I got up thinking that he might have had some ill intent, but then quickly realized he's hurt, and like I spun the lid or what, and like you know what? That's where shit got crazy. Well, here's what he had to say about it, and he didn't. It, it didn't sound like he. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, it's just uh, it's kind of a baseball play, and. Um, I wasn't too happy about how late the slide was, but I was just talking to Satan about it, and um, he said something I didn't like, or he, he didn't like what I said. He said something I didn't like, and um, that's what, what happened. I think in a couple of days, everybody will forget about it. Unfortunate that he got, you heard what happened, <laughs> fractured his ankle. No, what happened? Yeah, right? fractured. It was an ankle yeah, fracture. Just, yeah. just a baseball player. Yeah. Uh, didn't want anybody to get hurt. Didn't want it to escalate that far. Um, it escalated, and... Can't really do anything about it. He don't so, give a fuck. <laughs> no, he don't care. <laughs> no. And so, and he admits, he admits, right? He starts to say, Santana said something that I didn't like. And so I said, and then he corrected himself. And he said, I said something. Santana didn't like that. I said something. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I don't want to say that he's the instigator of this, but his reaction with the helmet caused or his action with the helmet caused the reaction from Santana. And then Zavala had something to say to Santana in rebuke. And then that's where things go off the rail. Hmm. Yep. Ah, feels like it could have been avoided. Feels like a very, very, very avoidable situation. Uh, just don't slide like an asshole next time. No, just slide. Slide. That's the thing. Slide, slide. in general. Slide in general. It's not like an asshole because he didn't he didn't slide. Yeah. I wish someone would slide me a blue moon right now. Mm. Fucking A. Yeah. Because some beers can say that they're brewed for baseball, but only Blue Moon is brewed by baseball. Oh wow. Blue Moon was created at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. It's the natural choice for opening day and all season long. And just in time for opening day, Blue Moon is teaming up with another ballpark brand and launching a throwback merch collection with Ebbets Field flannels. I want some of this Ebbets Field flannels, Dallas. I'm a big flannel guy. Uh, we're Are almost you? Out of, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like we're almost out of flannel season so it better be getting to uh my house sooner rather than later but um i'm excited about it and uh i'm gonna be drinking some blue moons tonight 
when the Red Sox take on the Tampa Bay Rays to try and beat the streak. They're trying to play the role of Bro- uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania um, as the Rays go for a 10-0. and With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind one beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that is one-of-a-kind? It's bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual. Guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience, perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Bring the ballpark to you with the Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's one of a kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoon.com for throwback baseball merch with Ebbets Field flannels or visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That is get dot bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket blue moon made brighter celebrate responsibly blue moon brewing company golden colorado ale hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, <clears throat> now we get to the portion of our show where we do talk about this San Diego Padres, Atlanta Braves showdown over the weekend, Joe. And I think, I think we had this discussion before the season started about if the Padres played the Braves in the National League Championship Series, you said Braves in five. Sounds like something I would say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to revisit that take? Is there something that stood out to you over the weekend as the Atlanta Braves kind of didn't, didn't really do so well against the Padres I at home. I don't know. You tell me, should I, should I lose faith in the squad because of this series? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying to lose faith in the squad. Uh, that's not what I'm saying at all. But you open up this series Thursday, walk off. It's exciting. Everyone's saying, wow, the Padres, they're choking. <laughs> they can't stack up to the big, bad Braves. And then Friday night, Braves win. Saturday, I mean, excuse me, Friday, Padres win. Saturday, Padres win. Sunday night baseball, a 10 to 2 blowout. Just a pig of a game. Just homers everywhere. Cruz, Kim, Grisham, everyone just socking dingers all over the place. Juan Soto hit a ball off the top of the wall. There were a couple, actually. There were a couple balls that were inches away from being homers. This was almost like a six home run game for the San Diego Padres. 10-2, it could have been 15-2 to easy. Fucking father time had a thousand RBIs. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's a formidable lineup, would you say? Uh, San it's a Diego? pretty good team. Yeah, pretty, yeah. 
good team. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not definitely not surprised that they lost three out of four to the Padres. We already covered it. The Braves are injured. All right, wait till we get Kyle Wright back. Wait till we get Max Freed back. I mean, if it was one thing, if we had our top guys getting shelled by the Padres, maybe I'd be worried about a series in October. Um, we're limping a little bit. The Braves, in terms of injuries, is that an mm-hmm. excuse? Yes, and like, <laughs> that, I respect that. That's a good excuse. I mean, how do you expect to be like the best team if you all, you know, you're losing you're all your best players? Not the best players. Yeah. Obviously, we're good enough to still, you know, it's not like we're going to be in last place by the time they all get off the IL. But we're down, Michael Harris. We're down, Rossio Iglesias. Colin McHugh's mm-hmm. down. Uh, so the bullpen's a little thin. Thank God, Colin McHugh's down. <laughs> He'll be back. You just wait, buddy. I don't want him to be back. He I'm said if it was a better time. off without that fucking pussy. <laughs> no, no. Chill, what? Chill, he's chill. a pussy. What doesn't matter if he's a pussy, dude. He's going to bring down team morale. The guy gets saying, out. It, yeah, the guy. Yeah, sure. He gets out. I don't know if like that's some pussy move to get some outs because the guy gets out. So <laughs> I don't know if you can call him pussy if he gets outs. That's how I look at it. That's how my get outs and shit. He gets outs. Mm-hmm. Now he is out and it's a mm-hmm. problem. You know, we got Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd, a couple of young guys in the mound, a couple of rookies, you know, a couple, you know, a little shaky starts. Charlie Morton, you know, that's kind of a guy I'm a little worried about, to be honest. He was serving up dick balls, Joe. And he has been for the past year and a half, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's almost 40. He is. He is. He's almost 40. So, I mean, that's a guy that you hope by October, he's kind of like in the later, you know, he's not starting game one or two of a series. But we just need to get healthy. We'll be fine. We're playing the Reds next. I mean, honestly, I think taking, not getting swept. The Reds rotation is not to be trifled with. Oh, yeah. Like the Reds, the Reds got some arms. They do. What is Joey, what do you guys know when Joey Votto's coming back? I don't. Uh, he's got like a month, right? Really? Still a while. He was playing spring training games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's like on a rehab assignment right now. He's playing games. Yeah. Let's get him back. I want to see him play the Braves. It doesn't really get easier here. Um, you guys got uh, Graham Ashcraft. He's got a 129. Luis Sessa. He's got a 338. Hunter Green, the ERA doesn't look great, but Hunter Green versus Spencer Strider on Wednesday is uh, that's just going to be a velo fest. Like two starters that can blow hundos. That's going to be fun. And luckily, you guys miss um, Nick Lodolo. Give me the last day. <laughs> that dude is a strikeout machine. That was the, that was the game that what the uh, the Phillies walked off the Reds. Where he just went out and dominated, and then the Reds bullpen just fucking gave up uh, three in the ninth. It was a two nothing ball game. They gave up three in the bottom half. But yeah, the Reds the Reds have arms. That's why it's frustrating. And it's it's regard. There's many reasons to be frustrated if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan. But when you kind of look out there and you see the future, you're like, oh man. But like we have all the, like this young talent. Well, it's not supplemented by anything. Like they they had guys there. Like we're only what two years removed from them being in the playoffs? Three? 2020. 
If you count it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you count it. Yeah. I count it. They were like Dodger 500, I'm pretty sure, that year. No. Yeah, the Reds in 2020, they were shit. They were not shit. Oh, they sucked. And then at the end, they were like, oh, shit, the Reds are a team to watch. The playoffs, they have good pitching, and they didn't score a run in the playoffs against the Braves. <laughs> Trevor Bauer vlogged it. It was like raging <laughs> in the fucking clubhouse. In the training room. Yeah. yeah. Thirty. They were 31 and 29. Which is a d- completely different universe that we were living in. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? I, I know that like people, people, people feel a certain way about Trevor Bauer, but I watched his um, his vlog and this dude is in Dick's Sporting Goods buying a glove because in Japan there are so many rules about what your glove can look like and how big it can be and like you're you're only allowed to you can't have I think it's like you can't have more than one logo on it so if there's a logo on the web and on the wrist it's a no-go you can only have one and I think it all has to be the same color so if your glove is black but your laces are red you can't use it and that it can only be a certain amount of inches that they're very particular. But I, I don't know if that's for all players or for pitchers in particular, but they have like a very and I think with with cleats, you're not allowed to have any logos on the heel. Which I've just I've never heard that, but so he's doing well over there. He's doing well. <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, he he uh, he was literally in a Dick's Sporting Goods buying a glove to go play so, baseball in Japan. So then I wonder, like, I wonder if we're going to see the same energy over there that we saw over here when he was faced with shit that he didn't like and shit that he didn't agree with, like the inability to wear logos where he saw fit or where he wanted to, or like, if he runs into that stuff, I wonder if it's going to be just a, you know, he's going to acquiesce or is he going he's to gonna play push the back? role? I think he's going to play the role. Like he, you can well, tell. So, like he, he Why? cut his hair like he had Why? fucking lo- because he I, I think he regrets I think he regrets how he acted even before all like the court case stuff like you know going after Rob Manfred and pissing off players around the league I think he kind of took a look around and was like I was being a troll to kind of entertain myself but holy shit no one no one fucks with me and I don't like that like especially when you need people in your corner like I think he kind of took a look around and was like, ah, I don't really like this situation. I think he, I think he's trying to start over and not be as combative with authority in the league and stuff. I think that that's what he's trying to do. But it is interesting because I did see a clip from uh, there. I think it was a, I can't remember the name of the team, but it was in Japan. It was the closers entrance and. Joey made the video about like the lights at Fenway and fans are complaining about, oh, they got the LED lights. And when guys hit home runs, like Dan Shaughnessy wrote a column, but have celebrations gone too far? And then like we look at uh, baseball in Japan and how much they respect baseball culture and this and that. They had a motherfucking closer. They shut the lights in the stadium and it looked like the Undertaker's entrance at WrestleMania 14. They had all like these like flaming torches create a tunnel out of the bullpen. And the closer came out to no lights, 
fucking torch, a tunnel of torches and just blowing fucking fire. <laughs> and that's how the, that's how the closer in Japan entered the baseball game. So Love it. it's almost like we're just like technology wise. We're behind celebration wise too. Like Whoa, in Japan. Bro, have you seen the big boss come in? The manager? Who's the big boss? Dude, the, the, you know, the big boss. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> oh. I don't I can't pronounce his name. He played for the Mets. Uh Tsoshi Sinjo. Sinja. I don't know. He's he's a Shinjo. A little bit before my time, but he like, I don't know. He dated Paris Hilton, apparently. He was like a Mets guy. The big boss. Shinjo. Yeah. He manages for the uh Nippon fighters now. And like his first wow. game managing his introduction, he comes in on a fucking like it's like a snowmobile, but it floats. And he comes in in a dark stadium, hovers in the manager of the team in center field with like a jersey that lights up and has his nickname. You big you remember boss. Shinjo? Like he played boss. for the fucking like he played for the Blue Jay, the Mets, Mets Blue Jays. No. Yeah, I'm the Mets for sure. The big boss. I don't know, man. All I'm saying is, yes, they do it different over there in Japan. But they've they've got it figured out. Like they've got it figured out to where the there is such a level of respect. But there's also fun celebrations. There's passion. Like, you know, you're not talking about, man, pace of the game. Ticket sales are down. People aren't tuning in. Baseball is a religion in Japan. Yes. And it's not something where feelings are getting hurt. If guys are flipping bats to the moon and we've got the Undertaker's WrestleMania entrance for closing. Like, no one is sitting there. If that happened here, stateside, if if you had uh, Kenley Jansen coming out of the bullpen to flaming torches and the lights being out. Do you know how many old white people would have strokes? Do you know how well, many? That's, that's why that's why Jordan Romano's entrance is. I mean, that shit is epic. Epic. If you can if you can get get up to the six and and watch Jordan Romano's entrance into the ball game. What's it look like? That shit is dope. What is it? That shit is dope. <laughs> Check it out. Look it up. I'm sure they got video of it. It's sick. I'm also willing to bet there's some old fucks in Japan who are pissed about these introductions. Like we don't know. There's probably like this is probably a big thing over there. We don't Japan is know. like the biggest respect your elders country in the world. You don't think there's people in Japan who hate the big boss for having light up jerseys and coming in on hovercraft? It's definitely a I thing. No, I'm sure, but like they also so uh what yeah, they're I, not all just collectively jumping on board with new <laughs> shit. Like that's not <laughs> like they got people that yell at clouds over there too. They got I'm people sure they who do. don't want you on their lawn over there too. I'm sure they do, but I, I feel like it's like the, the blowback is not as great as it would be in, in the United States. I, I, I would guess, love to hear those guys. Like what are they saying? You know what I mean? Like what is their gripe? Like like you're saying, Joe, like like, oh, what the fuck? This guy's coming in on a goddamn hovercraft. <laughs> like this is not this is not what Sadahara O was doing. Like, kid me, I would lose my shit if Sadahara O came flying out to the plate with a fucking on a hovercraft. Like, you uh, mean to tell me this guy's got a light up belt? This shit is not like Nomo would never. 
one of my buddies plays baseball in Japan, and he said that when when they're sitting down in the clubhouse to have like lunch or dinner or whatever, you can't get up from the table until whoever is older than you gets up first. Like you have to stay at the table until like you're the elder statesman of the table. It's like a respect thing with like the elders. Well, yeah, and like how you you know you walk in the clubhouse, no shoes in the clubhouse. You're wearing yeah. fucking flip flops. Uh, the showering situation is very interesting. Don't um, they like? Aren't the toilets like? Uh, you gotta like squat and then piss into like a fucking tube or something like that. <laughs> well, the, the the I mean the toilet situation. Yeah, I mean you know they got they got bidets or whatever. But uh, like to shower, you have like a uh, it's just a stool that has a hole, and you sit on the stool and you're you got a shower like a shower hose that you shower yourself with so you're not standing in the shower i heard i heard this i'm hesitant to say this it might be completely false i don't want to say some stupid shit about japan that's not true but i heard that the boys like you're supposed to like wash each other's backs and shit like that's like normal (laughs) i don't know where i read that but that's That's just if we're talking about the shower etiquette you're supposed to you know teammates you rub the soap on you hit you hit the you know the respect the respect dude just yeah. doing a little cleanup <laughs> on your cleanup guy just 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 watching <laughs> dallas is back in the shower being like yo mad respect bro yeah you know seven seven innings seven innings only one earned today like let me get in there <laughs> oh buddy that change up <laughs> that change up was something special today yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and that's when I look at you and say, "Well, maybe you ought to rub my balls up before every game." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My hamstrings are, were really sweaty today. I don't know how much you respect me, but <laughs> if you could check that situation out, it is. It's going to be interesting to see uh, Bauer because I was talking to um, one of my YouTube boys. He's a uh, Yaku Cosmopolitan. He has a YouTube channel about Japan. And I was asking him like. What's the reaction of Trevor Bauer from the Japanese fans? And he was basically saying, like, no one there really knows anything about, like, the domestic abuse, the court cases, anything. Like, it's not a story. I mean, it's a big deal that he's coming there. But I think the perception is from the public is like, oh, he just is coming to play for Japan because he wants to. So I'll say this. (laughs) Sure, because that happens. I I watch. <laughs> so the guy who just signed for fucking two hundred million dollars for like three years just decided to yeah. shit can that and none come the, over to none Japan. None of the news articles mention how he hasn't fucking pitched in like a year and a half, right? <laughs> I mean, you can't be serious though, right? Like they can't. You can't. What the fuck? That's what I was told. I, I sat through the entire. Pre- I watched it. Like, did you watch his press conference? No, Jared, I, I was through, I was watching fucking paint dry. I watched the entire thing. It was also like it, it was kind of like my personal hell because after the press conference, they did an impromptu uh, photo shoot, essentially, where like they asked him questions for about 40 minutes. And then after that, they had him hold up a baseball and hold it up and just pose like that for like five minutes. And then they had him hold up like, you know how like in soccer they have the scarves? Yeah. Like he like did that and pose like that. And they put the jersey on. It was it was literally a photo shoot that lasted forever. But 
I watched the entire press conference and there was not a single question about that. Not one. Well, uh, and it was also just, it was a huge room. Like think about, think about like an entire auditorium at a five-star hotel. That's the size of the space. And there was like 50 people there. So they had like, they had like a stage and then they just had like, I don't know, 50 media members. But it was just a gigantic auditorium, and you could hear a pin drop when he like was done answering questions. It was just deathly silent. Like it, it was super uncomfortable. But yeah, they no, they didn't ask about any of that stuff. Well, and I'm look, I'm not, I'm not going to act like, or I'm not going to pretend like I don't know that there's probably, probably some limitations uh, yeah. on things that they can ask and things that they can't ask. I'm willing to bet that at some point in time that communication has occurred because I find it almost insulting to a culture that something like that would transpire with a player and they would then find themselves in their country playing their sport, having the, whether you like it or not, star power that comes along with him and then just having no idea why he's here. <laughs> it's. It's hard to believe, but I I believe that. That's that's fucking North Korea type shit. It's not even like that. Like it's the same thing with the WBC. When I'm researching the WBC, the most watched baseball game ever was like Japan versus Cuba, 2006 WBC. No one in America knew it happened. All this shit that happened in Japan that in that tournament with them like planting a flag on the field, Korea Ichiro raging. Oh, yeah, no Ichiro one, wanting to fucking kill somebody. Yeah, yeah like, no one here look, ever knew that existed. It has like. A hundred million views in Japan. It's just like it's hard to like information doesn't travel that well between like these continents. It's crazy, but this is the truth. Like the Bauer ab- abuse shit isn't really known there. I'm sure if you Googled it, you could kind of find some stuff, but it's just not like that. Well, I mean, even even then, that's like, fine. They, they have they've the got the next ten years to, to learn about his situation as he spends <laughs> the entire rest of his career over there. I don't think that's going to I don't think we'll ever see out. him in Major League Baseball again. Feel super confident about that. I I disagree. I think that the first and mm-hmm. first and foremost, I know it sounds bullshit, but I know that he did want to pitch in Japan before all this stuff. Sure, that's fine. At the end of his career, he didn't want to pitch he didn't want to pitch in yeah. what was supposed to be the back end of his prime. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't think that he wanted to do it right now, but I know that he did. I also know that there were a bunch of GMs that were like, yeah, I'd I'd love to be able to bring you on, but try explaining that to ownership. And like it was it was a lot of like shutdown at ownership I don't think, levels versus like general manager. I don't think any of those things it. are going to change, though. Those those owners are very unlikely to turn over the teams Maybe. in time for Trevor for it to matter for Trevor Bauer. Yeah, but it's the optics of like you went away and came back and whatever. I don't know. I either way, I think it's I think it's like a a fascinating social experiment uh to to follow from like a baseball perspective, but we'll see. I think cuz what it is it's the it's called the Sawamura. That's their that's their Cy Young in Japan. Yeah. And the no one has ever won the Cy Young and the Sawamura. And you, Darvish, was the only one that kind of came close. I mean, we know why that is, though, right? Because 
Cy Young winners don't go to Japan in time to win the Sao. Like, you know what I mean? They're like. But but Sao Mora winners sure, come to sure. America. That's a much more viable. Yeah. Path. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're asking well, like what you're wanting to happen is for the butterfly to go back into the cocoon <laughs> and then reveal itself again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, if you want to go to Japan and watch some baseball, the Game Time app, I have no idea if they have tickets. Uh, but I know they got tickets over here in America. And buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Uh, I had to put my dad onto the Game Time app because I was supposed to take them to Fenway this weekend, but now I can't. So I was like, hey, plenty of tickets available at Fenway. If you want to check out the Game Time app, you can get the best deals at the best prices uh, using the Game Time app. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee, and this is what I had to explain to my dad, means that you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Yeah, 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy. This is something that my dad was looking at on a competitor. I said, you need to get on the Game Time app because you can get images of the seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set to go. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem promo code Jared for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, I guess kind of off topic because it doesn't have to do with Japan or Trevor Bauer, but congratulations to Nolan Arenado on his three... 100th career home run. Friend of the podcast, Nolan Arenado. As a friendly reminder, the Colorado Rockies paid the Cardinals $50 million just to take him. And uh, Money he well just hit his 300th career home run in Milwaukee over the weekend. Uh, big series between the Cardinals and the Brewers. Um, yeah. Love to see it for Nolan. Love to see it. Yesterday, uh, I don't want to call it a big series, but maybe. I mean, you know, I think uh, I think I picked both the Blue Jays and the Angels to make the postseason. I don't know how that's going to shake out, but a big time showdown, a shit show game between the Jays and the Angels. I don't know if you caught this, but uh, the Angels started off this game six to nothing lead, 
blew that. The Jays were winning. Uh, they tied at 6-6. That was part of the, the six-run inning where Matt Chapman hit the aforementioned Grand Slam that we talked about earlier in the show. And then they went up 7-6. to six. Then they went up 10-7. to seven. Then the Angels had a three-run bottom of the ninth to tie at 10-10. Then in extra innings, the Jays scored two, so now it's 12-10. Then in the bottom of the inning, the Angels scored a run on a bases loaded walk with Mike Trout at the plate, which was like that was the the intense drama moment. Mike Trout bases loaded. He ends up walking to force in a run. Now it's 12-11. Bases still loaded for none other. Then Shohei Atani. And he was uh, the most high leverage. I think it was the most high leverage spot of his career I saw somewhere. No, we watched that earlier. What, WBC? There you go. Uh, But he grounded out. Very anticlimactic, but a big win for the Toronto Blue Jays, who (laughs) now head back to Toronto. That sucks. I mean, that I, just I, sucks because shit like that just does not help the narrative of the whole Otani three for four with a new record, Trout <laughs> two for three with a fucking bomb, and the Halos lose. Like it just well, fucking doesn't I, help. They that both at all. they both homered in that game. I yeah, I know, I get it. Like that's why it fucking sucks, man. Because it just doesn't change. And and are we dumb? Like are are we dumb for trying to ignore the fact? That the entire, the entire prime of Mike Trout, you know, no, stop it. I'm not going to do, yeah. do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. What? I'm not going to do it. Do what? I, do I what? just, uh, they're, they're wasting the prime of Hunter Renfro. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker drove in like five runs in that game. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, should I call Max? Uh, no, there's no need to call Max. There's no need to call Max. I want to call Max. It just sucks. It, I mean, I'm sorry. The person you were that's talking about. I think it's every time. He, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. He didn't show up just like out of service. You know what? The It's its own cottage industry now, too. Like, I know the tungsten arm O'Doyle thing is like it's its own like <laughs> meme now. It's, it's like taking on a life of its own. But now every time those two do something and the angels lose, it's like every every history person, every stats person on Twitter is like, what is the new embarrassing angle that I can dig up and like basically throw it in the faces of the angels that they're losing with these two? All Like, did you see the one by <laughs> the first team, first MLB team to have a pair of former MVPs each get an extra base hit, but the rest of the team go hitless? Since Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris, May 6th, 1962. So it's just like, well, that was yeah, Saturday that game, right? Yeah. Yeah. It started last year when, when we were talking about what, what those guys do. Like nobody else combined was accumulating the production of Shohei Otani, Wait, let alone Shohei Otani and Trout. Hmm. Max. Wait, hold on. There we go. Max. Yes, sir. Um, we're talking. Guess what we're talking about right now? Uh, I'm going to guess 
the Rays being undefeated. No, no, we're actually talking about uh, Tungsten Arm O'Doyle right now. Oh my god, I <laughs> fought, dude, I want that. Yesterday was Easter. Like, I want to put whoever created that tweet in a tomb for three days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, I'm even, like I'm not even kidding. Like I don't even know who the guy is. It's some guy with like a ton of followers. Like die. Yeah, I think he. I, I don't even think that he's like a baseball account. I think he was just a casual observer of what the Angels have going on right now. Uh, like I'm sure that you know you watch pretty much every single Angels game. Where in terms of like the the kick in the dick meter, ten being the most yeah. excruciating pain. Does okay. does each does each kick in the dick loss like that where Trout hits a home run, Otani hits a home run, and the Angels still lose, and then you have uh, in the bottom half an extra innings, you have Trout and Otani at the plate with the bases loaded, and you still lose in a one run game? Like, does it does it feel? Do you and feel Rendon. less and Rendon? By the way, uh, <laughs> do you feel less pain over time, or does it just hurt more and more? I, I don't understand. No, it's turning me into, like, a pathetic piece of shit because now I'm rooting for them. So, like, I find myself subconsciously, like, being like, please don't do, like, suck collectively. Mm-hmm. Like, right, everybody strike out four times. Don't You're turning do, like, a the, Mets fan. Oh, of course. I think, like, opening night, like, I was so drunk, but I knew in the back of my head, I'm like, no one's gotten a hit except Trout Rotani. And I was like, please don't let that be a thing. Like, Urshela was out there playing like Derek Jeter. He had a cool play. Everybody's doing cool things, and nobody has a hit except Trout Rotani. And then we lose, and then I'm just like, it didn't even hit me until I saw the tweet. I was like, oh, here come the Armo Doyle nerds. And, uh, <laughs> like, it's just, like, that's one of the things I hate about, like, like I don't, in what other sport do they just create a, a dork? And then, like, I, like dorks get put on a platform for making, like, a dumb joke. Like, no, nobody, no other sport has that. <laughs> no other sport has that. We're like the Chargers, you don't, you don't hear the, the Chargers being like, you don't hear like Chargers fans, content creator people who don't even like the guy doesn't even do baseball content. What the fuck? What? Are we, why are we talking about him? Why are we talking about his joke? Why are you in his crosshairs? Is the better question, Max. That's how bad things have gotten. Is just general. General culture now understands that this is a shot that you can take and you can get hits on. Just fire, fire the tungsten tweet. I mean, no bullshit. I think he has a baseball reference page, right? He does. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to say I could be wrong about this, but if you try to get tungsten arm O'Doyle on baseball reference, that it redirects you to Shohei's page. What kind of bullshit is that? Like, how do we... How, how like how are we going to treat the best player of our like maybe our generation? I don't know. We got a couple of generations here. Like I don't know how. Like how are we going to just allow that to happen? Like that's just nobody did that for like Michael Jordan. I don't think that like Michael well, Jordan, Michael Jordan was though, yeah. was winning six fucking championships, Max, and he was aside, putting- aside from that. Like aside from that, yeah. No, I mean this is a great way to start the week, though. Thank you guys. That's what I needed. No, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really don't want them to do anything good in a loss. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, so Max, I've like, been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. What do we, what do we, how do we refer to these losses? How do we categorize these losses? Because on the mound for exceptional performances, like, you know, CG <clears throat> under 100 pitches, it's a Maddox, right? Like, we know what okay. that is. That performance separates itself from just a complete game. 
So, like, what do we call the loss in which Shohei performs well, Trout performs well, but the Angels still lose? Like, what is that? Is that a halo? An Artie? An Artie. I really do think we should get a half win for those games. Like, almost <laughs> like, in, uh, like in hockey. Yeah, we get it. So we're, we're right now we are uh, four, five, two, and two. I mean, how? Yeah, yeah. There's almost. What do you think would mean more to the Angels fan base? A World Series title or a year that Mike Trout and Shohei Otani won co MVP in the American League? Oh, World Series title with Trout and Shohei. Uh. No, so next year when they're both gone. <laughs> so we just trout. Uh, yeah, no, no, I really do think that when or if Shohei leaves, that it would be like the Padres uh, when they went to the playoffs parade. <laughs> yeah. But in a riot form. Right. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with World Series because co-MVP, like, I feel like we'd still get made fun of for that somehow. Definitely. Like they don't even have a full one. So yeah, I'm going world series for sure. But I mean, it's been a great week of angels baseball aside from, you know, losing the two times that we had. So yeah, Mm -hmm. no, other than that, it's been great. Hunter Renfro, (laughs) Anthony Rendon, Logan O'Hoppy, who I, I never see you tweet about. You stroke off every other catcher that strokes himself off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But our guy, you just leave him hanging. No, so but the other thing too is Max. Max will like text me and be like, "Yo, where's the, like you didn't post about so and so?" And like I've already like tweeted about it like thir- like twenty or thirty seconds prior to that. Like you just gotta let Bro, me. I have, you gotta let me do my thing. No, but uh, what what's up with the rest? I mean, we're just making fun of the Angels. How about the Braves or you know the Red Sox? They're not good. What do you mean the Braves? Out of, out of all the teams uh, represented on this podcast, how are you leaving <laughs> off the Oakland A's? Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, Why we, are the Oakland A's? Getting- yeah, we have an AL West like bond, bro. I'm not. Yeah. We don't shit on AL West teams. Come on, they're the worst. They're the worst team going. Red Sox bad hey, team. You better, right now. You, better, you better check the schedule, Jared. We're coming. Yeah, you're coming this weekend. I can't wait. Yeah, I'll be there. Apple, uh, it's on Apple TV, but yeah. we'll, just have, uh, we'll just have a mid-off. You, got, you, got an you have an extra ticket? Yeah, <laughs> come on down. Work. All right. Thank you, Max. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, I just want to say, I was thinking about this the other day when I was drunk and high at Angel Stadium when that girl was like flashing her tit, but nobody yeah. saw a nipple. Yeah. Um, this podcast is great because all you guys cover a different portion of like, you know, like, the baseball, you got the home run tweeting guy, you got the announcer, you got the base, uh, baseball doesn't exist, and then you got chicken nugget guy, who I think chicken nuggets are overrated. <laughs> but no, for all you guys do cover, uh, and in a like field full of nerds, you guys are a breath of fresh air. So thank you. Wow, thank you, Max. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Max. Bye, Max. What a guy. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zin nicotine pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zinn nicotine pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve lasting chains, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. 
If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zin. Zin is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zin earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zin swag, even gift cards. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Zin, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Speaking of the nugget guy, we have another uh, Bane's meter. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. And uh, this is uh, something that I thought caught fire on Twitter and we were going to have to wait a while for the next one. But lo and behold, we don't have to wait any longer, Jay. Hey, wait one moment longer (laughs) because it's the second edition of the Baines meter here on baseball is dead. Congratulations to Starling Marte. Wow. New York Mets outfielder joins Jason Hayward on the list, who we celebrated last week, passing the Baines line over the weekend. The two-time All-Star passes the line just 10 games into his 12th Major League season. By B-War, if you look at Starling Marte and Harold Baines in their careers, the four best seasons that either one of them had belong to Starling Marte. Uh, that's despite Marte playing in fewer than half as many games as Harold Baines in his career. So who knows where Starling could end up on this all-time list. But uh, I don't want listeners to get too spoiled with the Baines meter because as Jared alluded to, we had one last week. We start off this week with an absolute bang. Starling Marte passing the Baines line. We could go another month now before we have another entry. Um, so really soak this one in. Congratulations to Starling Marte. What an achievement. Um, wow. Only 1,262 games played. Harold Baines, to remind everybody, played 2,830 games. Um, you know what's you know what's crazy about this, too? is as we dig into the numbers here on Marte versus Baines, and then I'll turn it over to you guys. Uh, Obviously, one of these guys was a bat-only player, Harold Baines, and the other one is, you know, as a two-time gold glover in Starling Marte. But you look at their adjusted OPS, and Harold Baines is 121, and Starling Marte is 118. So they are essentially the same quality of offensive player, only one of these people played gold glove caliber defense in the outfield, and the other one sat on the bench and watched that portion of the proceedings. Uh, wow. Yeah. Great second entry. What do you guys think? Starling Marte. 
Starling Marte was the best, the very, very best midseason acquisition in baseball. What, what was that? Two years ago? Uh, twenty twenty one. No. Yes. Yeah. Was it was Jesus Tw- Lazardo trade? Twenty one. Yeah, it was halfway. Yeah, it was twenty one. Yeah, yeah. twenty one. And you and, pissed and moaned about it. You said he's no, not. Because I didn't want Lazardo go, and Lazardo's just fucking blowing hundos now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, he was then, but <clears throat> um, he was the best baseball player like on planet Earth. But it, it wasn't even close that he was the best performing midseason acquisition in baseball that year. Hit for power, played ridiculous defense, stole a gajillion bases. Like it was super fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jay, hey, thank you for that. You're so welcome. And I just, I, I'm not going to tease too much, but I want to say that the names that we have coming up, and again, it's not going to be for a little bit, but yeah. sometime this season, could be three weeks, could be a month, month and a half. The names are just going to be... <laughs> the, num- the numbers they could be doing are, I don't even want to think about it. Could be a thousand likes, mm-hmm. 2,000 likes, who knows? <laughs> Just let, keep me in the loop. I, I actually, I like the, I like being surprised. I like being spoiled. So I don't, I don't look, I don't That's look good. to see who's coming up. I want to find out on the podcast uh, while you're doing it. So, well, I, I have to say, I, I appreciate everybody who reached out uh, since we recorded the first Baines meter. I, I, I've been overwhelmed with the positive feedback uh, saying that it's their favorite thing. It's what they get up for in the morning now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just really happy that it's been embraced, and I'm sure that Harold also is happy about it. Yeah, oh, ecstatic! It's like a, it's like a comet. You don't know when it's coming. It's a special occasion, but when you see it, everyone just looks up at it and they go, "Ooh, the pain meter." Hmm. Okay. Burning brightly. Sure is. Um. All right. Any? Uh. Did we miss anything? Is there anything, anything that people are going to be mad about that we didn't talk about? Can I ask Joey a question? Mm-hmm. Please. So he and I were both in on the Ronald Acuna bounce back season uh, MVP, NL MVP. And I was looking at the stats and like there are some things that are super encouraging, like his exit velocity and such stuff that was intact last season. Are you at all concerned about the fact that his ground ball rate is both very close to what it was last year and which it's 48.6%, which would be a career high. It was 47.7 last year, and it was below 40% in each season from 19 to 21 when he was the Acuna that we know. Like, is that is that troubling to you? Well, if you thought that I was ever the type of guy to look at someone's ground ball rate, <laughs> I think you're totally off base. I didn't know that was... You're bad. watching the games, though. <laughs> I am watching the games. Um... The thing I'll say about that is that he beats out a lot of ground balls. So that's a positive. That's my twist. The guy fucking beats out like a ground ball one every three days. Mm. So, hey, maybe that helps. I don't know. Um, But yeah, that can't be good if you want him to hit 40 home runs. But am I actually worried? Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck. That's reassuring. 
I do want to mention um, that when I did go out on that limb and identify Jordan Walker as the uh, NL <clears throat> rookie here. Oh, my God. Um, as of right now, uh, he has tied one Theodore ballgame for the most or the longest active streak to start a career, the longest active hit streak to start a career. Mm. A knock in his first nine games ties Jordan Walker with Ted Williams. Uh, he is now three games away from tying the great, you know him, you love him, Eddie Murphy, mm. who set, set the record at 12, uh, back in 12, not 2012, but 1912. Okay. Uh, I would like to give a special shout out to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Hey, taking three out of four from the Dodgers over the weekend and not just taking three out of four. Their last two games, Saturday and Sunday, combined to score 23 runs against the Dodgers. I did, however, um, want to give a special shout out on the Dodgers side to James Outman who has played in all 10 games so far. He's hitting 296 with a 1235 OPS to start his uh, big league career. There he was some more games there... at the big league level last year, though. But he, in, in his four big league games last year, hit 462 with a 1409 OPS. So in total, in 14 big league games, he's, he's hitting 350 with a 1290 OPS cuz this shit is easy. Um we also got to mention have to do it. The uh was it the Chattanooga Chattanooga Lookouts? What the no the, hit, the, the no hitter when they lost? Yeah, the double A team that uh threw a no hitter and lost. Yeah. Be- because of the just most ridiculous worst vile pitched inning ever on a baseball diamond mm-hmm. bad 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 i'm trying to figure i'm trying to look at the tweet i tweeted it yesterday i quote tweeted the actual result like the inning here it is yeah all seven runs came in the same inning five walks four hit batsmen an error and a wild pitch that is insane. That is insane. Chattanooga would lose that game seven to five. There was also a game, a double header in which a team in the first game, believe this or not, scored 31 runs. 31 runs in game one of this double header. And they would follow that game up by scoring 31 more runs in the second game of that doubleheader. Have yourself a fucking weekend. Joseph? My final thoughts? Um, I mean, I hope everyone had a great weekend and uh, happy Easter. (laughs) Wow. Powerful. One thing about the base stealing, I did want to touch on that really fast. We're up over 81% success rate. 
this season, entering play on Monday. The previous high is 75.7 in any league-wide season. We're also looking like we could have five guys make a run of 50-plus stolen bases this year, uh, which would be kind of cool. We have not had that in 15 years. That would be... Oh, that'd be so awesome. I mean, it's just so cool to think about the game going back to a time where a player like anywhere even remotely close to Ricky Henderson could emerge, you know? It's just fun to think about that because there's plenty of guys who have that skill set and for whatever reason, just haven't used that aspect of their game. Like think about what we've watched with Mike Trout. He's become so valuable to his team offensively that they have shut him down from running. They have shut him down from diving in the outfield right to the point where they position him deeper, right? Like, so he very well could have been one of those guys to have that be a major part of his game. And it's not, and he still is what he is. But again, to a lesser degree, like who knows what Bobby Witt turns into. Yeah. Would love to see the power speed combo. Ronnie. Continue to give that guy the fucking green light. 40-40, two, three years in a row. Fucking give me all of that. I was looking at the sprint speed leaderboard this morning, too, and it was it's like Wit, Corbin, Carroll, and then five is Julio. And it's just like tantalizing to think about right. the full packages that each each of those three possesses. Um, yeah, if they utilize the right, whole right, right. skill set, like use the whole toolbox, man, like what they would look like. Holy shit. Well, I'm going to go sit on my couch and wait for an update on Adam Duvall that I've been waiting for for the last, I don't know, 18 hours. He could be be dead. I don't want to say it, but he might be dead. (laughs) Well, in the event that he's not dead, I hope he's in the lineup tonight. Could be. I mean, that's still on the table. No. Yeah. uh, Jake, we got a lineup. No, not yet. No lineup. Oh. All right. Well, uh, if you're in Birdland out here in Baltimore, come holler at your boy. Yeah, come see Dallas. Give him a hug. That's it. it. I'm here. Here for the hugs. Here for the hugs. Uh, As always, during the season, I can't even say as always. This is the first season that we're doing three episodes a week, but we will be back for our Wednesday episode. And then you get a Thursday episode. But we hope to deliver the the meat on Monday. Hashtag meat Monday. (laughs) But we'll be back on Wednesday. And uh, I I told you, Dallas, I I I hunted him down. I got Eduardo Perez's cell phone number. I want him on the podcast. I got to go through the proper channels at ESPN. No, you don't. Why don't you just tell me to call him and ask him? I have his fucking number I just said. We talked on the phone like last week. But like ESPN is very like, you know, ask us. And I know I know who it is and like we're friends. So it's not like I don't have to go through like a stiffler to get ESPN personalities on. It's someone that's a friend. Of, it's an ally. It's a friend of the program. So. We're good. We can, that means we can get passing on. Eduardo, Ravi. The whole gang. Hey, Rod, yeah, tell, Caf- tell, tell Cafardo to clean it up and let's go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like it. Push, push I, those I, papers. I, clear. Yeah. 
clear, clear, the, never, clear the flow. Let's go. Yeah. I've never met Buster. I feel like we would not get along. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Well, he's he's kind of he's. We had gotta, that we had that beef in 2018. I, he probably has no idea who I am, but I remember like calling him out in 2018 because he did like a like a power rankings and didn't even have the Red Sox on it, and they were like had like a 700 winning percentage that yeah, summer. But Buster's not a bad dude, man. Buster's. I'm not, not Buster. saying he's a bad dude. I'm just Buster's saying I don't out think- in Montana, but I think Buster is in the phase of his life where he's post making friends, new friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's probably not looking to add you to the Christmas card list, but no. I. I'm you could for shit. I'm, I don't think anybody here is on the Christmas card list, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he. Uh, I don't know that I'm his cup of tea. Is all. That's that's fair. Yeah, that's okay. It's that's okay. okay. That's fine. That's right. Yeah, you're not always going to be for everybody, and I understand that. I'm not for a lot of people. Oh, by <laughs> the way, this. All right, this is your fucking fault, Dallas. I didn't do this. This yes, you did. This is my this is my this is my final thought in addition to the the Dodgers D backs thought. Uh, so the other night the Bruins tied the record. They they beat the record last night, but I think it was Saturday night they tied the record for uh, wins in a season. This is fucking hockey. How do I have anything to do with this? Wait for it. So I tweet out. I'm now I'm even more excited that for Christmas I gave my adopted sister a IOU for Bruins playoff tickets under the caveat that she has to take me to the game. A ton of replies are like, man, that's fucked up. Like, you, why'd you have to put in there that she's adopted? Like, you, you're making her feel less than. Like, this is this is pretty like I'm a fan, but like I don't even know if I like you anymore because you you just called out the fact that your sister's adopted. The only reason and for like there is like this cocksucker that was coming up saying that I was I was being weird for saying that she was adopted. I was like, first of all, I think it's weird if you don't have the relationship with your sibling where you can't call them adopted on a public platform. Like what brother and sister don't say shit like that to each other if they're on good terms? Like if you have a good relationship with your sibling, you say that motherfucker is adopted like that's sibling one on one like that. So fuck you for even getting in here. The only reason why I have to say that she's adopted is so that people don't try and find her because they're the weirdos, not me for saying that she's adopted. I have to throw the scent off the trail so that motherfuckers don't try and find my family members. That's why I fucking say that she's adopted. So I had to. So I had to like. So how does that become uh, like? Because you, you, you're fucking you. You perpetuate this movement of trying (laughs) of trying to involve my family in storylines regarding social media content. That's your fault. If it weren't for people like you trying to draw attention to my family. I wouldn't have to say that my sister's adopted. And because I said that she's adopted, now I got people on Twitter calling me a monster because I'm trying to protect my family. So I make friends and I'm cordial with and I develop a very, (laughs) very close and and loving relationship with at Ellen Carabas and and your sister. And you get and you make that on my sister. And that's she's adopted. And because like all I do is I. I love my friends mm-hmm. and I will flaunt my friends and my mm-hmm. friendships. And so yeah. on days that I'm excited, 
just to have them in my life. I post pictures. And so yeah, I, it's not perpetuate. <laughs> they're not storylines, Jared. Yeah. For me, they're family. Right. And, and I hate that you would even categorize our relationships as such. Well, now I, uh, I, I don't mind it as much. It was really just the audience at the other place. It's like basically Dave's audience, just a bunch of fucking scumbag assholes. So anytime that Dallas would say things about my family, you would get people that don't even listen to the show, just fucking attack, 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 attack. But now it's like, now we're in, like, it's just our audience. And like, I, they, they're good people. So they can, they can make tongue in cheek comments about my family. I don't mind that. Oh. You're actually consuming the, the, the product and you're a fan and that's fine. It was the, it was the other people like that just like, don't even, that don't like us. Like I was like, no, 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 no. don't talk about that. But yeah, yeah, no, I just wanted to let you know that <clears throat> um, people attacked me for calling my sister adopted when she is my biological sister. I got a lot oh. of people. A lot of people. Sounds like you're pinned like, at all angles at this point, man. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this This really makes me sad. Why Why point out that she's adopted, bro? Like that, this really hurts me deep. Well, I'm, I, I know the relationship's not going to suffer. No, and, no, uh, no. It was literally the entire topic of Easter and, dinner was like uh, all the fucking idiots that were replying to that tweet. And Jared, and you know, you know this about me. Mm-hmm. If you needed... You just say it, and what? I'll have no problem <clears throat> logging on and Stop it. <laughs> making sure that <laughs> no. all questions are answered. Take right. care. We gotta go. We're up against the clock. All right. Thanks for listening, <clears throat> and we'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> <clears throat>